What's up, Mockery Dogs? We're back again with a new podcast. And sorry that we got delayed again, but this time, Jody, I think you need to apologize yourself to what, the crowd. What do I need to apologize for? Because we didn't upload the podcast this morning. Oh, yeah, the... yeah. He wanted me to do a podcast. I'd been literally driving from the middle of, just south of Paris. Um, we, we did a run before we started, did a bit of a drive, went for a swim. Didn't get, wasn't going to get him until half 10. We were putting our foot down a, just a little bit. Um, and then uh, Tom's like, oh, I want to do a podcast when we get there. I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to get there until quarter past 10. Like, I can't do it then. You know, you just want to chill out for a bit, which I'm sorry about guys, but you know, sometimes you just got to put your feet up and you and chill out a bit, but I'm back the next day. It's all about priorities. It's all about priorities. Anyway, um, we're in the heart of, uh, we're in Banyoles, the heart of Catalonia. Uh, loving it, great weather. Finally, I haven't seen, I've hardly seen any clouds. It's like all, all new for me. Suntan lotion came out of the basement. It's, it's uh, crazy. We've been able to get our legs out on a bike ride. Like yeah. I've done that since uh, I was in Chattanooga, I think. Like that is uh, absolutely crazy. Anyway, um, so we're on a training camp, three weeks. Holiday, holiday, Ho- holiday, <laughs> exercise camp. Let's exercise call it an exercise camp. camp. Let's call it exercise camp. Have you got any highs and lows from uh, your last week, like shit weather in the UK or something? I've got um, a couple of lows. Go on in. Yeah, do we do we still do highs or do we just do yeah. lows? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jan Fredino wanted to do some training with us, didn't he, as well? Did he? Yeah. Did he? Do- what? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I told him we, we, we would love to do some training, but we had to unpack our cases, so unfortunately we're going to have to decline. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, he's but, on. Uh, he's uh, training at Altitude, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Where? In Andorra. Oh, right. Maybe he knew we were coming in, so... Uh, I know. We were coming in hot and that was it. He left. We were coming in hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the lows is, book the Airbnb. Like So when I, I drove over here in two days, so first night we were on the ferry, it's about 8pm and we're like, well, how far are we going to drive? We're like, right, we want to get past Paris. So I was on the ferry and I said, oh, look, we could get to this place, Orleans, it's four hours away from Calais and uh, I'll book an Airbnb quickly. So it looked quite nice on, on there. Decent price, so me, my dad, and uh, John, the other guys on the training camp, we, we stayed there. And uh, when we got there, there weren't enough quilts for everyone on the bed. I don't think the place had been stayed in for a while, so she, they must have turned the heat in. So the floor was absolutely freezing. It was like brick floor, like <laughs> God knows what. And uh, John reckons it was a bit damp because it was uh, his breathing felt a bit funny, but I, I was all right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, uh, I gave up my quilt for him, didn't I? Really? Yeah, I gave up did. my quilt. I said, yeah. John, because he was on the single bed and I had a double bed, I said, John, you can have my quilt, don't worry, that's all right. I'll shiver myself asleep. And uh, yeah, I had just had uh, a couple of sheets, didn't I? But yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm warm humble. blooded. I'm, humble. I'm humble. I'm humble, so humble, I gave humble, away. Uh, humble old guy. Begin yeah. your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I fall asleep in anywhere. I can fall asleep on a train in Malaga, can't I? I know you can. You definitely can. Uh, is there? Um, is that the one, the first low? That, low there. The second low was. I've actually forgotten now what it was. I can't remember. Have you got? What's yours? I, I write. About I write stuff it. down nowadays. Do you? So first of all. Um, I want to talk you through my t- trip to Spain. I had a lot of lows. The highways in the Netherlands are absolutely flipping awesome. Like the, uh, the, it's just so flipping quick, smooth. Really? As soon as you cross the border and you go to Belgium, you're, it's like you're doing Paris-Roubaix on a bike, but then with your car. It's like totally ripping everything apart, holes in the, in the road, two lanes, 
a lot of people out on the roads. It's just, it's unbelievable. Don't it's come to unbelievable. Don't come to England, because mate. I think infrastructure for a, a country, especially if it's small like Belgium, you really, it's really easy to uh, to change it. It's um, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a shocker, but it's internationally known that they're uh, not really well known for their. Uh, for the highways, is they, they put all the effort into the waffles and Belgian beers, don't they? they Their that's Belgian what, beers are good. I was going to bring some out here with me. I wish I had. So that. then, but then, I got to watch Paris at four p.m. Have you ever been uh, through Paris with the car? Not at rush hour. Yeah, loads of oh, times I've been. Every God. time I come to take the car to like the Pyrenees, I have to go through Paris. Absolute nightmare. The boy, they're, they're boy races, aren't they? I end up getting in some little race with some little guy in a clear or coarser or something he was like whipping around and I thought alright then like let's uh, I'll go with him because I'll let him set the pace because if there is a policeman there he's going to get caught first <laughs> but it was crazy I could see him like undercutting everyone coming back out nutcases aren't they it's uh, crazy and the, good, the, the bad thing was I got stuck in the middle there was like a whole lot of uh, like there was like a big traffic jam and the thing where my car got parked in the traffic jam was exactly in the middle of a Pack of gypsies. Really? Starting begging for money. Really? Yeah. That's really annoying because they get awkward going around your car and like ticking on the window and like... Oh, uh, wow. I've never had that happen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit creepy. But anyway, yeah, long drive. Then I wanted to stop halfway through, but of course you've got that IMM mentality, right? It always gets tough halfway through, but then you need to like push it a bit harder. So uh, I've pushed the pace. Drove to Girona in one day, but literally 30 minutes because before I got to the hotel... My uh, my car got like a, an error, like a system error, so I had to park it again. Uh, nutritional problem for the car. It had a nutritional problem. problem. <laughs> no, not a fueling problem. It, uh, it, it was going to get there well, but then it but then it blew up towards the end because <laughs> of a nutritional problem. It hydrated very 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 well on the highway, um, but yeah, it had a system error. So uh, I thought, oh my god, I'm fucked. Like literally 30 minutes before I got there, I parked the car, called a friend who's got a garage, who said, mate, what the hell's going on? And he said, well, either you need to reset it or um, something came loose. And you can still drive it, but then you need to take it into a garage. You can't really uh, uh, fuck anything up. So uh, luckily, I resetted it and it worked like a sweet baby. But I stood there for 45 minutes and I was scared to death that I really? had to like call some like a cable company to get, get yeah. it towed away. A couple yeah. more long drives like that, mate, and you'll oh. be coming an all-world athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later on. <laughs> So that was a massive, 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 massive low. Um, another one. First day in Girona, or my second day in Girona. So I stayed in Girona before uh, Joe and all them came along. Um, I went for a run with Martin Van Riel. And uh, we went early a.m. And I already said, like, oh, I'm not really a great runner early a.m. And it's not about the pace. Eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah. What, on the first day when you were here? Yeah, so second day, second day. All oh, right. It's not the pace that is starting to uh, bother me because it was an easy run. It's the tummy. The you know, tummy. I can't go for an easy run in the morning because I always need at least one and a half hour to get the body going a little bit because I always need to take like two turrets and all that kind of stuff. I took one big one. I was like, oh. On the run? No, no, no. In the hotel. So oh, I'm like, right. oh, probably be fine. Well, you're guessing. Not. So about two thirds into the run, I said to Martin, I said, mate. Have you um, got any bog roll with your mind? Because uh, I don't think is, I'm going to make it around the end. <laughs> is there a toilet coming up here somewhere? And he said, well, there's a toilet a bit further down, but I'm not sure if they're open. Got to the toilet, all closed, just like in Malaga. <laughs> Malaga. That happened to him in Malaga. Luckily, it was dark, and you can guess what happened when the toilet was closed. Tommy he, went on the beach. Yeah, on the beach. Some person probably was but walking on the beach that day. I was like. Tom, show some true grit. Don't be a real junkyard dog. Keep it in. 
I kept it in. And then we got towards Girona city center and I was just 1K away from the hotel. Mark said goodbye and at that point I was like, all right, I'm slowly jogging back home. And then all of a sudden these cramps oh. in my tummy made, I, I had an Ironman run walk strategy towards the hotel and I had to stop multiple times. Like my whole body was cramping up and I was totally pale and, pa- and, yeah. and soaked in sweat. It was- I've had that happen to me before. <laughs> I know what you mean. You're just soaked in sweat. You're struggling to hold it in. Oh my God, you guys think an Ironman's hard. If you have this happen to you, this will put an Ironman it's, in uh, It's crazy. And I saw some older people that were going through like a morning walk through the, like the nice little town. And they saw me and they were thinking, either he did like a one hour all out max effort or he's got some tummy, tummy and there's problems. nothing you can do because you're in the middle of the town then aren't you you can't do you're anything. committed and it's like if I you don't, don't hold it it's going to be extremely embarrassing but the run walk strategy helped me towards the end and you i could hear it say i could hear it saying something like i can see the light i can see the light we just need to push through and i was like nah I need to hold it in i had like this inner battle it was crazy uh, anyway yeah hi kept it in but the high for both of us got to be Girona sun like Girona sun definitely and, uh, yeah we great got, first training day great first training day did a swim and then we did a little brick session we'll, we'll get to it towards that because the main subject of the week this week yeah. we're going to oh, talk yeah, about yeah. obviously training camp again how we set everything up and uh about packing stuff i had a lot of people co- commenting on my uh, on my instagram story saying like fucking hell you pack like a, a military operation and uh, it's all about preparation, isn't it? So uh, we'll talk a bit of uh, camp preparation. Don't get him too much onto military because he has kneecapped someone <laughs> on, in the Call of Duty before. And I'm not even, you'll think I'm shitting you. You have kneecapped someone, haven't you? Yeah, I, ha- I had to. A civilian. Uh, I, I, Poor old I, civilian. I so if you mess yeah. with this guy, like there will be consequences that you'll have to pay. I either will bark at you like a dog or I'm going to kneecap you. And both of them are very effective, I'm, I've seen. He's also got another one as well now that if he overtakes you on the bike and he's doing over 750 watts, he's going to neigh at you like a horse. <laughs> because 750 watts equals one horsepower. So if you're sprinting at 750 watts, you're, uh, I think you could like hit it like a horse. So if you're, sprinting, yeah, if you're sprinting against your mate for a village sign and you get there first, you have to neigh at him like a horse. Yeah, yeah, neigh <laughs> like a horse. Or if you do it during an Ironman, you can neigh like a horse as well because... But you've got to be doing over 750 watts when you yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, Otherwise it's, it's the junkyard dog. Yeah, it's the dog. It's the dog. Um, can I just say, before we go on to the next bit, the other week, I mentioned about my battle in the sauna with someone. And I've had someone reach out to me, he's a listener, and he took some inspiration from my battle in the sauna where before Chattanooga, I was trying heat prep and I slogged myself in the sauna to try and beat this guy. It was a mental battle. I didn't want to make eye contact with him. And unfortunately, I lost. He he outdone me. He cracked me mentally when he got onto the higher step of the sauna after 20 minutes in there. I was sweating like I've never sweated before. I was seeing stars in my eyes. And when he, as soon as he got on that top shelf, he fucked me mentally, and I, I cracked. <laughs> I on the top shelf. I did. Yeah. I was, I was it's, so. It's like when you're riding on the bike and you're thinking like, oh, I'm pushing it. He's hanging on, and then yeah. someone overtakes and pushes the pace a bit more. You know, yeah, like, he did that, and I actually the top shelf. I thought yeah. to myself, how am I going to do well in Chatt- Ironman Chattanooga if I can't even win a mental battle against someone in the sauna who doesn't even know I'm trying to beat them? <laughs> no. yeah. But he, he cracked me, and I'm not even lying. I was sweating profusely in the shower with the cold tap on for ages. I got in the car. I was still sweating when I drove home and it took me about five hours to recover from that. And I, since then, I've never been the same in the sauna. I've still struggled to stay in there now. Like, I've you had like a little heat stroke in there. Probably. I don't know what I had, but it, it was really, really tough. But anyway, a friend of the show was taking inspiration. He sent me this message and he said, Hey, Joe, 
just been to the gym and I went for a swim after. I gave the steam room and sauna competition a go. This middle-aged man got in there just before me. I could tell this dude meant business. He had his waterproof headphones in and he was doing some mad Wim Hof breathing. So I knew I had to try to beat this guy. No eye contact was made. That is the key, I just want to say. No eye contact was made. If you make eye contact with these motherfuckers, they know it's on. So he he took that strategy. No eye contact was made. And after nearly 10 minutes, I moved my leg and I took a sip of water. That's a key as well. Because if you move and you take a sip of water, they're like, he's cruising. He's got more in the tank. He says on the message, back to the message, he was mentally fucked. Off he went. I stayed in there for a few more minutes. I then went across to the sauna and he was in there as well. So I had to wipe the board with him in there again. And I did. He threw the towel in after less than five. Will to win Hoffman zero. Now that is, <laughs> that is dedication to the That cause. is a good story. Like that had me pissing my pants. <laughs> That is a great story. <laughs> and I want to know more about these sauna competitions. If you can just get in there. The rules of the sauna competition is you have to be in there before the person who you're going to take on comes. So you give yourself a bit of a disadvantage because you know that they don't know that the battle's necessarily on. So you've already got to be in there. It can be 30 seconds. You could say to yourself, the next person that comes in, I'm not going to leave until they leave. But you've got to be in there first. And then when someone comes in, mentally in your head, you make a note and you think, that's the guy. And then you can't leave until then. Have a go at it. It's, it's really challenging because it's like doing an interval on the bike and you don't know how long you're going to be going for. Exactly. It's the, um, that's like a little bit of a special forces technique. My heart rate it? got to 135 in the sauna when I was in there. It's nearly as high as what I was doing that tempo run today yeah, when I did that in that battle. I've never, I haven't been able to get over 110 in the sauna since. I know. So it's a great session that you're getting in. And aerobically, you're, doing, you're not doing many uh, much damage to the tendons, are you? No. So you get that cardio- cardiovascular gain. And it's fun. But it, and it's fun. I want another battle. Like, I meant, I am a bit scarred after the last one, but I want that challenge. You know, it's like when you do an Ironman, you say, never again. But then you think, actually, I, Afterwards, I, I want to do it. Yeah. That, and I'm getting that, that buzz for the sauna competition again. I Maybe I could take on some Spanish dude out here. That'd be a good one. Do yeah. you think they're great at saunas? Do you think they're shit? Probably good, because they're used to the heat normally, aren't they, in the summer? You'll have to get them in the winter now. But the thing is, they're used to the heat, but because it's always warm here, they're not really keen to go to a sauna. I know. Well, but that's what see. I think. But maybe we'll give it a battle. We'll give it a battle. We'll, we'll both take turns on different days. The good days. thing is, the swim club where we're at, Scott Saunders. I know, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So we'll nice. have to have a battle against someone. I think that's going to be our A race this week. We'll let you know how it goes. We will have a sauna competition with a local and we will see what happens. Me and Tom versus the local Bagnoles in the sauna. Yeah, and we, we need to pick someone that should be true competition because if someone walks in that's like 84 years old, you know his heart rate is already about to fade and fall. Fat people so. are good. In my, <laughs> yeah, honestly, in my experience, when I'm in they, there, they, they retain a lot of water so they can cool down a and little bit. And fat's like a bad, ins- like, it's a, it's a bad insulator, isn't it? So if, mm-hmm. if, you, like, if you're muscly, you warm up lows, don't you? But fat, like, they, they, always, they keep a bit cooler, don't they, I think? I know. Like, so we'll try and they look cool. They also always look very cool. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. We'll try a fat person and see if we can beat them because that'll, be, uh, that'll be a good honour to take. All right. So uh, race is set. Anyway, main subject of the week, because still not really racing going on. Well, we had the Israel man and all that, but we're only doing like A races, right? We're not going to do any predictions of... Uh, yeah, I didn't even realise that race had happened. Yeah, it's, it's like a race in Israel. Um, anyway, yeah, we're, we're only doing like uh, bigger races. We just want the yeah. proper racing to proper start. Racing. We're not doing like local park runs and uh, that kind of stuff. Aren't we? Anyway, I was it's, hoping it's, still, it's still like a full distance and a half distance. So uh, everyone that competed like... Uh, uh, it's really uh, like a good one in January. Like you got a solid, uh, solid day of tra- training in, but um, we don't have any results. So on to the main subject of the week.
I think. Yep, main subject. And that is the training camp, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, training camp. Let's uh, talk about the training camp. First, um, let's talk about organizing stuff and especially um, packing bags. Have you got a specific strategy, packing bags? Oh, my strategy is terrible, mate. I always forget stuff. I leave it to the last moment. Like, I forgot the bloody mic, didn't I, today? Yeah. I got my headphones. We're recording this one not with the mic today, so we hope the audio is great. Um, yeah, I saw your packing and I thought, wow, Tom's really stepped it up. Like, I saw that in the car. I've stepped it up. You had, like, bloody uh, two bikes on the back, didn't you have a tow bar? You had a bike in the car. You had, like, all your bags in order. You brought kombuchas. You got, like, everything. I know. It's, um, I thought, if I can't really train and race like a proper pro, I should just pack like a pro. Yeah, you could get a job. You could be, like, a groupie for a band or something, couldn't yeah. you, if you finish triathlon? So, I'll share my, uh, a bit of my tactics. I, I don't want to disclose everything. I mean... You know, I want to keep something for myself. But basically, what I do is, if it's different when you uh, when you're traveling, uh, when you're flying, isn't it? Because you've got less space. But I went in my car, so I had loads of space. So basically, I pack four big bags. One of them for the bike, one of them for uh, the run, and one of them. Well, the swim doesn't really count because it's not much stuff. Because <laughs> he doesn't like it. <laughs> swim doesn't really count because he's a mammal. He the race for him doesn't start till he's on dry land. So that's the swim like, is like Yeah, that's just like I call uh, it aquarobics. Yeah, aquarobics. Um, anyway, one for casual clothing, one for the bike, one for the run, and then the swim stuff. Uh, one bag for swim stuff, but then as one well. small Tesco bag for the swim stuff where he can just chuck that's a few just, bins in. It's just, it's just a handbag. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot his goggles. Doesn't matter. I didn't really want to swim anyway. <laughs> Um, no, with the swim bag, I'll just uh, throw my uh, shoes in there. So I'll start off with uh, with um, cycling bag, just basically everything cycling related, but just clothing, not shoes. So short pants, long, you look at the weather. Um, Girona, it might be great weather, but in the mornings it's quite cold. Yeah, it's like it? two so, degrees in the morning, it says, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so really you want to pack yeah. some warm stuff as well. Then run bag, same, all the run stuff, and then... Uh, um, in the swim bag, I'll just put all the extra, all the extra shoes. So for example, run shoes, uh, mountain bike shoes, road bike shoes, and I've got a bag specific for shoes and as well. That, that's the key thing about coming to, to here as well, instead of like somewhere else, like Malaga or somewhere further down south where it might be warmer, is we can drive here, so you can take way more stuff and you can have more exactly. of a setup like home, can't you? Like we've even got the coffee machine in Grinder. Coffee shit in Spain? Boom, coffee yeah, machine. Yeah, we've sorted we, that problem out. We, we, don't, we don't want to rely on people. And we I, feel like I feel like we're sticking two fingers up at the shit Spanish cafes, like, ah, you can't get us now. We've got <laughs> yeah, can't get us. Yeah. <laughs> we're bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they, but to be honest, Girona and Bagnolas is actually the area where they have some decent cafes, so uh, cafes, and we're going to, well, actually, we're going to find, we're, gonna find we're out. We're going to find out, yeah. Well, I've, I've already seen some, and, Jan Ferdinand's coffee is La Comuna. Awesome coffee. Uh, yeah, is I had a little swan. There. You've been there? Yeah, yeah, I've been there a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it do good food um, as well? They do great food. Wow. I always bring two, um, two like boxes that I'm packing with different stuff. One I call the bike box that I literally fill up with spare stuff. For example, spare inner tubes, spare outer tires. Um, uh, how do you call it? Like uh, uh, tools. Um, and with all uh, the stuff for the bikes, like yeah. extra stuff, cleaning stuff, I brought a uh, Two bike pressure washer. And um, we've got a swan year. We've got a swan year. Who's we've, that? My dad. Oh, you're, oh right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad's out here with us as well. So when I went to Font-Romeau, he comes out in the car, like gives you bottles and stuff when you're doing your long rides and things like that. Uh, can also like take some spare bits for the bike or tools. So if anything has, mm -hmm. anyone has like a mechanical, then they can just like get a wheel out or like chuck your bike in, worst case scenario. Yeah. Although, if they do chuck their bike in the car, they'll probably have to cook food for the rest of the people for taking the easy option, wouldn't they? There's got to be some yeah. consequence, isn't there, if you've got all the 
bottle of ride. Um, but yeah, he's out here helping us, like cooking food and stuff. He made us, what did he make us tonight? Like risotto, wasn't it? We, we had a like, nice little chicken risotto. Nice yeah. chicken risotto. But that's an awesome help because it makes a difference than if you've got someone able to help you and stuff like that, especially with like the food and stuff, because Definitely. then you can just recover a lot easier. And because we came harder. back from a big day, we'll talk about that later on, and he just had the food ready. It's he awesome, was literally ready like 20 minutes later, so you get in the shower and so then you it's done. get in, shower, boom, food's yeah. there. That's awesome. Um, and then I had the second box that I fill up with uh, nutrition. So besides just sports nutrition, also stuff that I could bring, what I really like from the Netherlands that I don't have here. I think that's kind of good. That is a good thing, yeah, to do. But that's the only advantage of bringing a car. If you fly, you're not going to bring stuff from home, are you? No, I think it's well worth driving. Like, and is. then you've got your cars as well. You don't have to worry about a higher car. You know? Exactly. We could go to the pool. We could do a little drag race. We could do anything we want. Yeah, we'll, of course, we will only be drag racing up to the speed limit. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the, um, the Airbnb real quick that we booked this time. Oh, yeah, we booked an Airbnb randomly, and it is a former professional triathlete that actually owns it, isn't it? Like, yeah, Mark. it is a, a great place in, uh, in Banyoles. And um, so we choose Banyoles. Why we chose it, actually, I don't know, but I'm going to make something up I think it's because now. it was hard to, um, oh, when right. we were looking, you couldn't get a big place, for the, a, a big enough place for the amount of people that we had in mm-hmm. Girona. True. Was, there was nothing there. Like, they were all and we want a proper house, not a small apartment. Yeah, we want like were... a proper house with a garden so we can clean the bikes, clean cars, yeah. we can clean the kitchen. That uh, was why we came back to Banyolas, because I was looking for Girona, but there was, no- space. there was nothing in Girona where you could fit enough people in. And the good thing about Banyoles, it's closer to the Pyrenees, so you could get more hilly rides in. Uh, on top of that, it's uh, uh, not a lot of people compared to Girona. Girona is like really stacked with like it a lot of people. It seems great. Like, we, like awesome pool. It's got a lake, so in the summer you could swim there. Oh, but the annoying thing about awesome the pool is the booking system, isn't it? That is a pain. Yeah, but that's due to that's because of Corona, mate. That's like you can't blame. I didn't me. even realize Corona was still around. Yeah, like in England we forgot about it. Yeah, well, I've, I've looked, I saw your <laughs> cases today, so it's, it's, forgot, but still there. Um, yeah, so we booked an Airbnb, awesome place. We've got two other uh, triathletes out here. John, he's a uh, really uh, uh, fit age grouper. He wants he to would, become world champion, right? He would like to say that he lends himself. He's an age grouper that lends some of the pros a helping hand. Like in Mallorca, he caught up to some of the other pros and they sat behind him the rest of the way on the bike. So he likes to think of himself as a friendly face that they can get a free ride on on the bike. That's how he would describe himself. Yeah, fit age grouper. And we've got Noel Milky, TikTok star and uh, a fish in the water. Yeah, a fish in the water. This guy it flies along. And in the end, it's. Uh, but he does get. Lo- he does have a habit of getting lost a lot, doesn't he? He he. And he doesn't like true. gravel rides, does he? He doesn't really like. Gravel we went rides. on the gravel ride today. Accident, me mapping. So we we started off. Let's first off. Um, you guys came in yesterday evening, very late. So this morning, we started off with a little swim. Uh, and Tuesday is always like an easy swim. Harder ride, more tempo-ish ride, and then a run off the bike with uh, like tempo, uh, tempo run. Yeah, tempo threshold, anything like that. Yeah. And I mapped the route because I spoke to John, and because John was talking to this Marcel guy, and we were going to go up the climb Rocca Cobra, is it called? Rocca Cobra. It's a famous climb. A lot of uh, cyclists go up there to uh, do FTP tests because it's... Yeah, John told me, oh, you need... Marcel said, go around the back of the climb on the flat roads first, and then, uh, or go on the flat roads and go up it from the back. So I thought, all right. So I mapped it out and it looked on Strava like loads of people had rode up there. 
Um, and it bloody turned into gravel after about four yeah, kilometers. Yeah, th- thinking about, because I spoke to Marcel, the owner of the Airbnb as well, and he said Rocco Corba is a really good one, especially because there aren't any cars because the road doesn't go anywhere. So I saw the route and I was thinking, how the hell did Joe manage to like map a route, like a, like a, a loop around there? There is no loop, but all right, well, it should be good. So we started the effort. We should have, done, we were planning on doing like two by 20 minute efforts. And just like in Malaga, the first day of training camp, after we did the first effort, like halfway through the 18 effort. 18 minutes I hit the gravel, because I looked 17, 18, 18 minutes. Boom. And, like, and it wasn't like proper, like nice smooth gravel. It was rocks at the and start, steep, though, steep and oh, rocks. At the start, it wasn't too bad. And I was like, oh, this is all right, but it's like this. And yeah, then you were got, on a gravel bike. Yeah, I was on a gravel bike. So Joe was on a gravel bike, <laughs> I was on a road bike, and John was but on a road bike. He flew up that bloody climb. I've never seen anything like it. We got to the gravel and he fucked off. And I thought, how's he gone up there so quick? Like, I was thinking, yeah. like, as he, uh, like, I was actually, if there would have been another road that you could have gone off, I was like, he's obviously gone off the road. But he didn't. He went flying up there. And I don't know how you went so quick on your road bike. On I went three Ks an hour quicker. Three Ks an hour and quicker. And if people think Tom must have gone over threshold or fear to max up that climb, no, because my average heart rate was 159. You don't get but, haters like say that though, do you? Uh, Sam Long once said it under your picture, didn't he? He said like, oh yeah, but Tom must have gone over fear to max if he wants to keep up with him. Watch out, Sam. He's coming for you. <laughs> Especially if Tom I'm does... I'm coming for you. Now, nah, in a gravel race, like I'm pretty uh, good at like bike handling and, and that gravel but, bit was actually quite technical, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you are. I think uh, I mean I was struggling on the gravel bike, but I think what Tom needs for an Ironman is he needs like gravel sections in there. And I need. Be, like, I, I would be really good at that. Uh, well, I don't think that Jan Fredina's gravel race was very technical. It was just like smooth. Yeah, gravel. you need like you need like a, a re- shitty gravelly, a race. really hilly, uh, shitty technical gravel mountain bike kind of course. But yeah, we went up there, and old Noel hit the gravel, and he turned around, went back, got lost, and then missed the run. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was lost in uh, in no man's land. I went up it and after 20 minutes, um, well, after 18 minutes, I've hit the gravel and I thought, because after 20 minutes, we wanted to do a little recovery, but this, this climb was like eight to 10% and I was on a road bike going over that gravel and I thought, there's no way I can recover and ride easy on that gravel because I couldn't stand on the pedals because I'd lose grip with my bike. So I had to keep grinding. I thought like, all right, I'm just going to do the 40 minute efforts in one go. And boom, I- exactly at the top of Rocacorba, 40 minutes and then a couple of seconds. What, um... John said to me when we got to the bottom is I said to him oh yeah what we should do next time if we're going to go up that climb is just ride around the flat bits like for half an hour near uh, Bagnoles and then go up the climb the proper way and he said oh yeah that's what Marcel said I said yeah. I thought you told me to go I thought you yeah. should go up <laughs> from the back like that was why I was mapping it I, I actually find it very funny like it was a great climb and it's also quite nice one the gravel bit it's a bit challenging but I'd like it a little challenge you went up it well I- and I think um, the the comb on that gravel bit was He's two minutes quicker it. than mine. I did 34, uh, 34 minutes the whole segment, and the comb is at thirty two minutes. And I want to give it a go. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about going on my mountain bike next time, just le- re- releasing a bit of pressure in the tires. And You'll then, be way slower. I think I'll be faster. No, but now. there's loads on the road on the road bit first. Um, yeah, but not on a proper gravel. Cl- uh, a little bit maybe. There's a lot on the road first. You'll be lose shitloads of time. You're best on a gravel bike or something. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could use your gravel bike yeah, then. Yeah, use that. But that's what they say. It was on a road bike, but it's the SL7 from Specialized, and it's one bike to rule them all. So it was suited for for gravel as well. That's a bullshit buster. Did we? <laughs> 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 um, anyway, afterwards we did a uh, run off the bike, and there's a loop around the lake. Really a nice trail, dirt trail. Oh, uh, that's one of my lows. That that was what I was thinking. I knew I couldn't think of it. That bloody stride foot pod that I've got. 
Every time I use it now on my runs, I struggle to break 350k pace for a tempo. It's crazy. Like, it, fu- it fucks with Don't your Don't you need to, like, calibrate it? But do, have you got it synced to your GPS or to your stride? Well, it's taking the speed off the stride, and it's, like, fucking me right over. Like, it makes me... Every time I look at it, you're, like, working hard like you're doing a tempo. You look at the bloody thing, and it's, like, 350k pace, and you're, like... This, <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> I can't annoying. be running that. <laughs> like, but, but in the end, it's about the session, and then you'd have, like, three by 5Ks, solid session around Yeah, exactly. You just go by whatever. You know what it feels like. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next bit? You've got a good one, uh, haven't you? Oh, you were going to say about the Instagram post of the week, weren't you? That's that later like, on. Yeah, but we're not we're not going to do that, are we? Like yeah. this week, we'll so just go on to that. It, and yeah, but normally we we'll always go first with the bullshit buster. Yeah, but we can just finish with the bullshit buster because it's a good one, isn't it? All right. Yeah, um, I was I was saying to Joe like we could always do an Instagram post of the week, but I think we shouldn't do an Instagram post of the week for the sake of it. It should be something that you're like. Pissing your pants, you've fallen off the treadmill, you can't finish a session, not a trainer, can't do an interval because it's so funny. And we don't want to do a, uh, an Instagram post of the week for the sake of it. So this week we weren't really convinced. So um, hopefully we'll be back next week with an Instagram post of the week. But we think if races are back on, because that is when people really yeah. start to fail and fade, aren't they? That's when you get like them proper thicks, balls out. And that's or, when you get like the alpha flies. And the alpha like, flies. In the, in the pub, you then know, you afterwards. Then you've got uh, India, everything. That's the whole the whole shebang, what we want. We don't want any any like lame... We lame want thing. like the kind of people that have like sellotape like cheese to their top tube for an Ironman or something like that. Yeah, something like, have like you seen that. that. Have you seen that person that did that? No, what, he, what like, did he do? Sellotape like... Uh, Blue cheese, cheddar cheese, and some other cheeses on his top tube. It must be French then, don't you yeah, think? probably. And like, there was one bit of bread. He had one like. And half he a must be like low carb, high fat. Like, no, because he had half a baguette as well. Oh, a baguette. Yeah, like he had a baguette at the start, and then he had cheeses. So obviously, oh, right. But the baguette was cut into three different bits. So it was almost Ooh. like he could have a bit of bread with blue cheese, bit of bread with bread with. So like, he had cheddar, like a nice little then, cheese platter. Yeah, platter. cheese platter. Yeah. And he probably had some wine in his bottles as well. Don't you yeah, think? and he was on a time trial bike with disc brakes as well, like with, <laughs> with disc wheel and everything. So he was like taking it seriously, but he wanted his cheese and bread. I think that's uh, that's that's a guy for a triathlon mockery, isn't it? Like, that is a top guy, yeah. Because he's taking the sport serious, but himself not too serious. And I bet he put in his special needs. Like, what do you think that something. glucose monitor would say if he like three of these? Uh, I think it'd be happy. I, th- I think oh, with, yeah, I think it'd be happy with that because it doesn't like you taking too much uh, sugars, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, I reckon he had a bit of wine in his special needs bag as well, so we could stop and have like some cheese bread and yeah, uh, wine. Nice aged Barolo. That'd be yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. Great, great, great hydration and, and food strategy. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go over to the Bullshit Buster. And before season is starting, we think this is an awesome Bullshit Buster to start off with. I came up with the all-world athlete status program from Ironman. I think that is just a very bullshittish way to get extra money out of the age groupers' pockets. Because the whole program has got nothing to do with fast times, who is the best one, but more like who did the most races, who's got the deepest pockets and went to the many Ironman races as possible. Oh yeah, definitely. And we have a little, like, we've got a little bit of a scene as well where you can just imagine the situation, like Tom's got like a little meme there and uh, the, the in the meme, the guy's like in, he's, he's obviously pulled there, this girl. There is there is a lady laying on her back. This could actually be an Instagram post of the week. But we know how it we know how it started off in the bar, yeah, don't we? It started off in the bar. So this is we saw the picture, but we need to like think. We what need happened to set before. the scene because set the scene. So the guy's in the bar beforehand. He walks up to the bar and he sees this nice, pretty, pretty girl there, and he says, "Hi, darling. You look good. Can I buy you a drink?" Thanks for the compliments. I'm actually very, very thirsty. And my glucose monitor says, go on in. I need something with sugar. 
okay, um, have you had a good night? What what have you been up to? Like, you look like you're a girl that's been up to a lot in the past. I've I've been through a lot. I've slept with two former presidents, and I speak four languages, and I own two Monets. What about you? Oh, wow. That's some credentials you've got there, but... I am an all-world athlete, bronze member, so, you know, I think I fit the bill perfectly. Whoa, bronze? Is that from the Olympics? Well, it's kind of like the Olympics, but it's it's for Ironman athletes, you know, it's similar similar kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, I had to finish 67th in uh, my age group to get a bronze all-world athlete, you know, so I had to I had to work hard for it. <laughs> That doesn't really sound like you're 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 like a bronze in the world. Yeah, but that was like my worst result of the of the five Ironman races I did, and I did do six seventy point threes as well, and I did finish seventeenth in uh, one seventy point three to get to get to uh, bronze all world athlete. Wow, that's super wild, bronze. How do you get gold or silver then? Well, if we if you want to come back to mine, I can tell you a bit more info about it. You know, let me get you a drink first. I mean, next year I'm going to get to silver because I'm going to get a glucose monitor as well, which will monitor my uh, blood sugar levels and uh, that will really help me. And then I've also seen this fantastic neck brace, what you can put on to strengthen your neck. And I'm sure that will allow me to hold a better aero position. So I think uh, next year I've got silver in there, but I'm sure if we come back to mine, I can tell you a bit more you know, info about it. What, what, what did you uh, win, by the way, the prize money for it? Oh, I didn't win any prize money. I had to pay uh, in total. I think it was about $6,000 to enter all them races. There are no perks about the bronze. Uh, well, you can post it on social media to all your friends so you look like, you know, you're something special. And, then, you know, finishing 60th in an age group is something to be to be really impressed with. And I heard you get to, like, be in the third row in transition. Oh, you get a fantastic spot in transition. And after my race next year, when I break into the, to the top 20 in a full distance, I'm going to get an Ironman tattoo. I've already got the design. Awesome. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, uh, uh, Joe, all-world athlete bronze or all-world athlete status is, is all about getting uh, money from, from your pocket to uh, the Ironman organization, isn't it? It totally. Like, I've seen people post this up that they're like, top 10 in the world or whatever and they've like all they've done basically is i would say it's a loyalty program basically and it you're is, like it top is a loyalty, 10 the loyalty program. program it's not like you're actually the results that you get top 10 saying that you're top 10 in the world you're not top 10 really are you've just done enough races that you're racing and i think it could be something for like if you are a really an, like a, a really good age grouper and you want to get that status because you want to be in the front row of transition i think it makes sense because you don't want to be uh, in the middle somewhere like it can take a lot of time but, but this is not what the system is about if um, they're doing the uh, gold, silver and bronze it should be where you finish within a certain percentage of the winner yeah, of, yeah exactly, uh, exactly. The world champs then it, then it could be a status symbol but right now it's just about it's, it's more of a money symbol so for instance like, a loyalty program like a gold would be someone who's finished top 5 in their age group it's like the, the frequent flyer of Ironman it's basically a frequent flyer program yeah. but then frequent finisher a frequent finisher program and, you'd be, and you don't even really get any bonus at least for a frequent flyer you can get like bloody free flight or something well you could you could uh, you're getting these uh, cool uh, cool things for on your keys like these hangers or something oh yeah 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 it's quite awesome I've got a couple I'm a big I've been a big deal Joe in the age group scene I've been a big deal I think I turned up to I think you had that all world athlete when we went to New Zealand didn't you because you, you uh, went to some fancy queue I, it, I have been swimming with my all world athlete golden cap and bronze cap for years and years 
And it is true that I have been trying to check in at the pro registration and saying, yes, I do belong here. I am a big deal. I've got the status. <laughs> so yes, I've done that in the past. And uh, it worked out for you, didn't it? You know, barked like a dog and uh, wait for your all-world. He barked athlete like coach. a dog, and he had his all-world athlete hat on when he went out for a night out, just to just to show him, like you know, I'm a big deal. I'm here tonight, and I've got the stamina to last the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for living, uh, listening, everyone. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, Pro- Might do a bonus one though if we get enough, if we can think of some stuff that is interesting and makes up another episode, mightn't we? Yeah, I could always do it. I could, I could never do anyone anything harm, but do, only if we've got some. If we've got stuff. the content, we will do one. Or we could do some interviews. Maybe. Ah, I want to get because Mark Van Riel is out there, but Arnold. Yeah, we'll get some athletes, some local athletes on, or something like that, or someone. Yeah, I could do I, that. I, some I, interesting I, stories. I want to get Lionel Sanders. Uh, uh, training partner on and I saw Chris XXX has been on vacation has he? <laughs> yeah he went to Hawaii mate when you work as hard as him you deserve a holiday I know but I don't think it was a holiday I bet it was a training camp like he, he did a little Kona recce yeah <laughs> but anyway thanks for listening everyone see you next week or this week with a bonus program see ya, see ya. Oh, and you could be a uh, maybe a freaking listener like we should we should get some loyalty program as well <laughs> Like an all a all world mockery gold bronzer and silver kind of yeah. stuff. A junkyard dog swim hat. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye.